anxiety issues, self-doubt, and just plain old procrastination, you are here with me. That's right. You're here with me and my glass of wine. And I want to say royally, royally, <clears throat> welcome to Who Raised You Hoes? a podcast that specializes in judging you with love and ensuring that um, you know that ho is life. <laughs> um, I'm Lonnie. I am your host with the most and um, leave you crying and trying to find a pulse. This is my pilot podcast, so mind me if there's a few technical difficulties. I'm going to get started and go right into it. I want to thank everyone that showed me love as I begin to get to this point in this milestone. It's been a long journey and it's been a learning yet rewarding one and watching YouTube tutorials to purchasing my mic. You guys don't understand how much all of this has meant for me to accomplish and to to even achieve and be here and speaking to all of you. I just want to say first and foremost, welcome. And now that we got the formalities out of the way, let's start with the shits. Um, I intended to give you guys an episode last, se- um, last season, last week. However, my audio just didn't sound right to me and I had to go do more research so I'm gonna go back to come forward um read the Franklin's funeral we lost the queen of soul was just a eye-opening experience that I'm gonna get into an ultimate selfie and I'm going to bear something that I haven't truly expressed with people to know my ultimate stands on it so I'm gonna keep that for a later time um but I want to get into television for a second. Um, have you guys been watching Insecure? Um, it's one of my favorite shows on television around the late summer, early fall. We get Insecure and we see the antics and just the plain old debauchery and fuckery of Issa D, who's played by Issa Rae. Um, this episode, which we're already halfway through the season, might I add, which is a lovely season at that um, we've seen Issa mess up, come back, and now Sis is getting it, riding around and just simply getting it. Sis has a new love interest. His name is Ferdinand, but in reality, his real name is Nathan. And baby, let me set my mind on this. Sis had a very cute and prompt date that was not scheduled and I was here for the shits. It was very cute. I um I loved the episode. It honestly to me was the best episode of the season thus far and we're just about halfway through it. She had an impromptu date, exposed herself. Like we learned more this episode with Issa than we have in like the past The last three years, in my opinion, we learned more about her in this episode. We learned why she's obsessed with Beat Crew, her love for music, her love for rhyming in the mirror. As you notice in the beginning of the episode, Mirror Bitch is back. 
Um, I think Daniel was completely gone, by the way. I think we're not going to see him anymore. That's just my assumption. I also listened to Insecurity. Um, shout out to Crystal and Hey Friend. Hey. <laughs> um, they basically do a weekly recap and then completely dis- um, dissect the show and what is already taking place. And I feel like they do a very good job at it because I listen and I look forward to them because they catch things I didn't notice. Like, they noticed that she had um, a pin at her desk for We Got Y'all for the read. And I'm like, that is really cute and supportive. And I live and I stand for you, Issa. I love you living and standing for Black creatives along like yourself. And I love it. Love every minute of it. I'm not going to give that episode away because tomorrow is Sunday and my nerves are not prepared for Issa and the shenanigans that's about to take place as they go to Coachella. <laughs> So we also have power. Power this episode was very, very good. Um, is now coming to a head where the DA is like once Angela's head and they wanna know how do they know everything, especially since Teresi died. Though I believe there's a part of me that believes Teresi is not dead. I think they put Teresi in the witness protection program now. I do believe that happened. Um but we shall see. This tomorrow is the hour and a half season finale. They extended it. So you already know some shit is about to go down. If you do not watch Power, do not start the season finale because your nerves is going to be all over the place and you ain't going to be ready. You ain't going to be ready. So I suggest you wait. So now that I've discussed my television shows at this point, I like to discuss a little point in my show that I call on my timeline. A lot of things have taken place in like the last 24 hours. It's Saturday night and I'm recording. Um, First and foremost, I wanted to send my love and condolences to the family of Mac Miller. As you know, he passed away yesterday at the age of 26 from an apparent overdose, an amazing talent that passed and left us. And the part that upsets me is people are really trying to blame Ariana Grande of all people for his passing, which they dated two and a half. They dated for two and a half years. Well, they say two years. I say two and a half. And things didn't work out. They broke up. Ariana's been dating her friend Pete Wentz, and they're supposedly engaged, and all these different types of things are happening. And I'm happy for our girl. Um, but it's a very unfortunate situation that took place. I wish everyone finds comfort. This is a big shot especially to everyone in the music community. I know. Um, And I just, I'm I'm at a loss for words. I don't know what to say. I will say that. Um, Did you guys hear? A little birdie told me that Matt Barnes and, excuse me, Gloria Gavan, which is his ex-wife and the mother of two sons, there was recently an incident, I believe, where she got arrested and Matt went and filed paperwork um, fearing for the safety of his children and a restraining order was filed. And he filed one against her, but in turn, he also wanted custody of the boys. The judge granted it, by the way. Set my line on that one, Joe. Now, in the said protection order, Gloria has to stay 100 feet away from her ex-husband and her sons. Yikes. I'm looking, let me pull this up. I never like to give stale tea. I never do. It's not my cup of tea. It's not so. Okay, here we go. I'm reading from 
the shade room. A judge granted Matt Barnes' request for temporary restraining order against his ex-wife, Gloria Govan. A couple of days ago, we reported that Gloria put their son's lives in danger when she allegedly used her car as a weapon against Matt. When they showed up to pick up their sons from school, um, from school, even though it was Matt's weekend, per their court agreement, Matt must have felt, must have one hell of a judge because he got his wish, which hurts Gloria big time in the end. According to TMZ TV, Gloria lost custody of their twin boys temporarily and has to stay at least 100 yards away from them. What's crazy about this is she can only see her kids, see the kids for four hours once a week. During the visit, she has a professional monitor present and she has to pay for it. Do y'all know you really have to show just cause for a judge to grant you a temporary restraining order, the mother is to stay away from her kids for uh, completely away, 100 yards away. She only gets seen one day a week for four hours. That means Matt has one hell of an attorney. Um, I'm looking through my feed and seeing what I can talk about and embellish on. I'm wishing them both the best because nobody wants, especially a mother, to be restrained from seeing her children. Um, XXX... Tentacion's mom purchases a 3.5 million mansion he chose for her before passing away. Um, I'm all for that. However, I just, I'm not going to comment on something I have nothing nice to say about. I'm going to keep it moving before I get to the real shenanigans that I want to talk about. Um, Serena, actually, um, as I'm saying right now, she lost US Open through a technicality where they thought that she was being coached. And of course, I saw the video where she went to the ref, um, the ref, or what, however you call this guy's name in um, the sport of tennis. I don't know. Is he like a referee? Is he a goalie or something? I don't know. I don't know. Um, where he thought she was being coached by someone on the sideline, and she was not. And she even pointed it out to him, which I'm proud that sis actually said, "Let me point this out to you because I don't cheat." Honey. And I saw the video. Where she said, "Just like you know, I'm not a cheater. I'd rather lose." That's the winner for you. That's a champion. She rather lose than to sit here and cheat. To say cheat, she got it, but she done won several occasions, several times. And she lost a twenty year old, and she had the winning spirit, um, and went and embraced her in pictures and congratulated her for winning. Though it was a controversial win, it was still a win for sis. And I congratulate her. I'm looking up her name right now. What is sis's name? Uh, Naomi. Oh, Saka, I believe. I don't know, Sha. Um, she beat Serena in a very controversial finish in the 2018 U.S. Open. Best of luck to Serena. You are a champion, girl. I heard your story about what happened, girl, and it ain't good. <sighs> Let me sip some more wine real quick before we get to the shenanigans and raise that good old question of who raised you hoes. Hold on. Mm, 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 mm. Ah, okay, let's get to this. And I know this is the reason why I'm here. I didn't want to make another post about it. I didn't want to talk about it. However, something had to be said. <clears throat> so last night, as you all know, I'm here in the Tri-State area. Um, in New York this week is New York Fashion Week. And 
all of the celebs, the up and comings, the fashion world, the uh, the uh, inspiring models, all of them are out this week because it is New York Fashion Week and everybody wants to be seen, heard, and all that good stuff. So last night, um, there was a uh, an after party for Harper's Bazaar. You don't know what Harper's Bazaar is. It is a fashion magazine, and I believe they have a showcase or a show for a fashion show for Fashion Week, and they had the after party. And one um, Cardi B was there. Oh, child, I should have refreshed my glass of wine. Cardi B was there, and one Amika Mirage was in attendance as well. So I don't know, but I know enough about behind the scenes um, things that are done and said. And if you're all familiar, this altercation has been uh, what's the better life of the worst? It's basically been coming to a head in the past couple of months. So if you remember, I'm going to give you back story to come forward. If you remember um, earlier this year or last year, I think earlier this year. Yeah. Um, Migos did a song called Motorsport. Uh, it's featured one Cardi B and Onika Mirage. Now, supposedly behind the scenes, they said that Nikki. They didn't know Cardi didn't want to be on a song with Nikki, which is understandable. Cardi's still up and coming. She's more successful chart wise. She has more, her accolades are a little better than Nikki's, though not taking away from hers. So I don't want nobody trying to attack me because I will come at your ass through a keyboard. So what ended up happening was um, when Motorsport came out, the, if you pay attention, the the final version came out and it said. Um, Nikki's verse started with watch your man then you should watch your mouth <laughs> bitches is press and it's the mouth to mouth now the original line in the beginning Nikki shouted out Cardi and she had a whole little singing section to the end of it but the label made her cut it out it was a whole bunch of back and forth behind the scenes and then the video actually came out now Quavo said um, who was the lead rapper because you can't say singer the lead rapper and the most notable one front next to offset from Migos said he tried to get both of them to do the scene from motorsport together and they both be so on and so forth a bunch of behind the scenes went down mind you we never got a full performance of motorsport with both of the ladies on the same stage let alone the same video And it's fine because they got their paper off of it. They got their bag and everyone is fine. Now, a bunch of things were said and a lot of sneak dissing went around because Nikki's the queen of sneak dissing, but then throwing a rock and hiding her hand. So we're going to come back to all of this. So they had originally made up. They were cool. They said they, um, from what Cardi said, they talked on two occasions and one everyone saw was when they were at the Met Gala at this time. Cardi was completely pregnant, so she could not really express or show how she felt because she was pregnant at the time. She was pregnant with her first child, her and her husband all said, the child culture, their daughter. 
So a lot of sneak this in. Of course, you know, Nikki went on her drug-influenced um, rants for Queen Radio. And she's just been making a lot of public mistakes. I'm not even going to say statements, but a lot of public mistakes, darling. And she mentioned Cardi, but she didn't. Nikki's way of sneak dissing is she's not going to say your name. She's going to dance around your name because everyone wants her to say a name. She's never going to give you that. So if you really think or waiting for Nikki to really give you a name, you could be waiting basically until you turn blue because the shit just ain't going to happen. However, um, we go to last night. Apparently, Nikki's also the queen of liking stuff on Twitter and also on Instagram. She go around liking pictures and comments and like a lot of backwards comments about Cardi and one in particular question her motherhood and her parenting skill. And she she made a comment I'm going to get back to come forward to. So they were at the Harpo's Bazaar after party and Cardi was like, come here, bitch, come here, whatever. And Nikki sat there mad puss and was like, I'm sitting right, I'm standing right here. Mind you, standing behind all of her security. And of course they're doing their job. They're trying to keep the two of them away from each other because obviously the situation is their hostile. Cardi tries to lunge at her and, and she's trying to get past security, but she can't, of course, because that's what security's paid for. And she's escorted out of the party. She ripped, I believe, I want to say she had on a Dolce & Gabbana dress. A custom Dolce & Gabbana dress that they made just for her. And she ripped it trying to um, lunge at Nikki. And Nikki standing in the corner mat, shook and pressed. And talked about some, I'm right here. <sighs> Let me explain something to all of you. Cardi following released a statement on her Instagram. This is my girl. Um, She released a statement and she said, and I quote, because I'm going to read directly from her iOS press release, which was dated for today at 12, 14 a.m. This is a little winded, but I don't care. Cardi goes in her statement and says, I let a lot of shit slide. I let you sneak this me. I let you lie on me. I let you attempt to stop my bags. Remember, I just said that. Fuck up the way I eat. You threaten other artists in the industry. Remember that too. Told them that if they work with me, you'll stop fucking with them. I let you talk big shit about me. I dress you once in person. I dress you a second time in person. And every time you cop the plea. But when you mentioned my child, you chose to like comments about me as a mother, make comment, make comments about my abilities to take care of my daughter when all is when all bets are off. I've worked hard to come too far to let anyone fuck with my success. Bitches saw all that shit and they rats, but in real life they pussy. This shit is really for entertainment. Let me get right into the nitty gritty. I of course am Team Barney. If you haven't noticed by now, and I will always be Team Barty. I like Nikki, but she's problematic. Cardi has a problematic ways too, but in this instance, I am siding with one Belle Callis. I'm siding with her, and I'll tell you why. This is not the first time that I've heard Nikki try to sabotage an artist. I'm going to give you some, because luckily I do know a few people that work behind the scenes um, 
and I can actually elaborate a little better. So I want to say it started with Kim. Like y'all remember um, Nikki's second album, um, Roman Reloaded, the Pink Friday Roman Reloaded album. Now, there's a song on there called Automatic. Did you know that that song actually was Little Kim's first? Yes, you heard me correctly. Automatic is really Little Kim's song first. What happened was Kim brought the song to Baby and she said she wanted a little of Wayne's influence on it. When Kim went back to collect the track, supposedly they couldn't find it. It was a race, this and the third. The cat had the kid and come to find out. Nikki went behind her back, took the track and recorded it and put it on her album. Um, <laughs> it doesn't stop there. She did a lot of behind the scenes stuff too with Remy. And Remy also talked about it on Wendy when she was promoting her dual, her joint album with Fat Joe. And she said she was doing a lot of behind the scenes stuff to stop her from getting gigs and features and all this other stuff. She stopped it. That's why when she did No Fraud, she mentioned that that's why Jay took your verse off his album to um, remove his verse from your album. She put a stop to it. Then you have Mariah, who tried to warn y'all during the American Idol time that this bitch is a fraud. And I'm going to come to the one that you all witnessed back to was Kay Michelle. If you remember, around the same time that Nikki put out the pink print, she also, Kay Michelle had an album called Anybody Want to Buy a Heart. To me, that's still one of her best albums to date. I don't care what any of you have to say. Nikki, excuse me. Kay Michelle had a track on her album called Anybody Want to Buy a Heart. Same beat and everything to Nikki's, except it wasn't Nikki's track. It was really Kay Michelle's. And it did have Meek Mill on the track. Did you know that one Omika paid close to $2 million to get the track from them along with the beat and also had Atlantic put a, basically block her from trying to release the song when Kay Michelle turned around and heard the same track and the same title, the same title of her album, by the way, on her song, basically on Nikki's album. She was furious. But this is the this is nothing new. You said in an interview during the time that you were promoting Queen, which you're supposed to be doing with Queen Radio, but you just don't. Um you said this is just rap. And you said with Remy, you didn't include uh, basically engage in a rap beef. In reality, you did because you egged it on. Not only did you add on, you technically responded to her on more than one occasion. She didn't just respond on No Frauds. You responded to Remy directly with Make Love, the song you did with Gucci. But the Barbs are going to continue to defend Car um, Cardi, defend Nikki, say that Cardi is wrong, she's ghetto, she's trash, but if the shoe was on the other foot and Nikki tried to fight her, everybody be like, oh, team, fuck Cardi, blah, 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 blah. Oh, and there is no Nikki hate train. It's just called calling you out on your shit. You like to switch the narrative on several occasions. You like to try and use your power, your star power, to put a stop to people working and feeding their families. No one has time for that. And I really do believe that Nikki has finally met her match when it came to Cardi. And we shall see how this unfolds because this ain't looking too hot for the home team. A lot of people are saying that it's making Cardi look bad. It does not make her look bad. Last year at the VMAs, 
Cardi says she does not do industry rap beef. She'd rather fight you in what happened last night at Harpo's Bazaar. Nikki's been talking big shit all over Queen Radio and her recent interviews. You sitting here having people vouch and say that, oh, Safari never wrote your raps. But if you're going this far to defend something that was already said going on five years ago, why is it relevant to you now? Oh, no man ever touched my pen, blah, 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 blah. Didn't Sean Garrett write Massive Attack? Didn't he? I'm sorry, because I believe Sean Garrett wrote Massive Attack. You keep on saying I emphasize pushing my pen, but you let other people write for you too. So how, and then you talk about you don't want another man to write for you, but it's obvious that men have wrote for you before. I'm just making sure that I heard properly. It's fine. I almost spilled my wine. But I digress. And my and to summarize my take, I don't agree with exactly what Cardi did, but Cardi did forewarn you, I'm not for the beef. I'd rather just meet up with you and square up. Like, a lot of people said this is reminiscent of Remy when she had an issue with Foxy and then came the blows. And I'm like, and also people remember when Remy and Kim had a beef. What happened with that? Didn't Foxy end up damn near shot? I'm sorry, because last time I checked, people ain't with the I'm cute type shit. Sometimes we want to catch this fade. That's just how life goes. And I digress. This next portion of my show, um, I like to talk about this instead of the ultimate selfie, which is what I'm about to go into now. I want to touch base on something that I'm very, very passionate about. Well, two things, actually. One is mental health. I believe America does not put enough emphasis on mental health. Um, when I mentioned mental health, I'm speaking of any mental illness, which could be anything from depression to anxiety to schizophrenia to bipolarism. All these things make people act irate and it matters. And also suicide, suicide is also in there as well. With the situation with Mac Miller, the sad thing is Mac Miller was 26 years old. Let that sink in. 26 years old, he passed away from a parent from a parent overdose, meaning he took too much of a substance that his body couldn't handle it or try and dispose out of, of it out of the system to the point where he passed away. I am sick of America sweeping under the rug this issue of mental illness because it exists, it is very real, and yes, there are ways to help. As someone that suffers from anxiety, it is not easy, and no one will understand exactly where you're coming from unless you vocalize it. I know it's hard. I know life doesn't make things easy on any of us at all, but at the end of the day, week, the month, the year, your life is too important for you to take it into your own hands and end it. There are other options. There are people that want to talk to you. There's people who want to help you off the ledge, but you have to take those steps to do them. There are people there to help you, but you have to want to help yourself too in the same process. Mental illness is real. It needs to be addressed. We need to put more emphasis on it. 
black people, I love us to death. I promise you, I love us for real. But sometimes just going to the Lord is not going to solve every problem. You have the faith, basically action without faith or prayer with no action does nothing. Meaning, yes, you could pray about it. Yes, you go to the Lord about it. But at the end of the day, you also have to make an action to correct or rectify the situation. So if you're thinking that going to church is going to stop it in the same methods of what you were going through or going working toward got you in the same predicament that you're in right now and you expect a different result, I'm so sorry to inform you that it's so false. As someone that went through that before, as someone that dealt with it before, let me explain something to you. Life is hard. We all go through it, but you have to keep pushing. You have to keep trying. Your life is worth it. I promise you, all of this bullshit that you're going through is going to be worth it in the end. I promise you that. The other thing that I wanted to talk about in Ultimate Selfie selfie is my stance when it comes to the church, the black church in particular. Growing up, I was forced to go to the black church just about every Sunday, like everyone else. I'm a, I'm a church kid. I can't help it. I was, if I didn't go with my mom, I went with my guy family. But this is the part where I expose something that no one knows. Let me set my tea on this. Well, most of the people don't know, but I'm about to reveal it now. I dated a man of the cloth before. So for me, I've witnessed the back hand of the church. I've witnessed the greed. I've witnessed the deception. I've witnessed pastors that have full-blown lives and wives that sleep with men and people that have full-blown affairs on their wives and are men of the cloth. When you witness the other side, it taints the image that you grew up with. And the Black church can be so judgmental and so hypocritical, it's ridiculous. The same people that you criticize, the same people that you say that it's not the way of the Lord, your lifestyle, your life choices, how you are living your life, is not the way of the Lord. I'm so sorry to inform all of you that none of you are greater than the next. There's a man up above that is better than all of us. And his son was better than all of us. None of us are without sin or without flaw. I say all that to say this. During Aretha Franklin's funeral, the pastor made comments about basically men, black men, being around and that women can't raise men. I find that to be very untrue because I know a lot of single mothers that are raising men and women and they were not single parents by choice. They were single parents by force, by circumstance. How can you sit here and say something like that or any remark, anything remotely close when you are eulogizing a woman that was a single mother of four boys? How in your right raggedy ass mind can you sit here and say, oh, that women can't raise women, women can't raise men. I see it happen every day. We all see it happen every day. But you are eulogizing a single mother and you make a remark like that. This is why the Franklin family made that comment. 
they said it was disrespectful because it was. You were eulogizing a single mother, a black queen, a black staple in the black culture. You cannot make those kind of remarks because you did not properly eulogize her. You tried to criticize her. How does that work? And what and what twisted bat entity in your mind is this correct? Who raised you? Because obviously you still have some of those things that from your childhood or whatever was embedded from you when you were a child, it carried over into your adulthood. That doesn't work. That's not how this works. I think I want to open up and speak on something that that kind of no, yeah, fuck it. We're going to do it. What is it with today's society when it comes to dating? Why is it different now than it was three or four years ago? Like, especially within the LGBTQ plus community. Now we have a lot of people that are and this is no disrespect to the polyamorous community, I promise you. But we have a lot of people in open relationships that don't know the true definition of it. How are you in an open relationship? And you think that you can physically sleep with the world. That doesn't work. In an open relationship, and I'm so glad that my show Insecure, I referenced them at all costs, they discuss this. When you're in an open relationship, let alone an open marriage, that's a whole nother ballgame, you have a select few that you can go to when you want something other than your wife, something other than your spouse. Husband, wife, I don't judge, child. Well, I do, but I don't judge when it comes to sexuality. I just don't. It makes no sense. It's just real prejudice and prude. And ain't nobody got time for that. How can you be in an open relationship acting like you're single? Like, People in relationships will hold a whole sex party. You and your partner, fucking everybody there. But screaming you in an open relationship. How does that work? Who raised you? For all that, go be single. Go fuck up a storm. So basically, we're now in a society where it's okay for you to be in a relationship with this person romantically and sexually, but they have to be okay with you still wanting to have arousals for other people outside of the person that you're with. When did exclusivity, and I say exclusivity instead of monogamy because it sounds better, I'm sorry, don't care. When did that become a thing of the past? Like, Maybe in the older generation, I'm so used to, they worked it out. You know, and after going through a real relationship, going through real heartbreak and going through those real emotions that come with it, I don't want to go through that again. And a part of me just, I don't know if the open thing will work for me because I know how I am. I'm very jealous. I'm very self-centered when it comes to my man. He is mine. And no, you can't have him. He belongs to me. That's my dip. That's my honey. That is my man. And no, he ain't gone with you. Until well. 
But I digress, <laughs> But no, seriously, when has it become a thing that is normalized? And this, I love and respect all of my people in the LGBTQ plus community. And I love and respect someone that is open and honest when it comes to being polyamorous and knowing what that entails, what it involves, and who you can and cannot extend your openness to or make a part of that situation. I respect you so much. I would love, 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 love to get at least two couples that are in an open marriage or open relationship, one straight, one gay up here to speak about this because I need education. I need to know, are you out here hoeing and you knowing and your boo is knowing or are you out here handling your business, scratching that itch that only that other person can scratch but you just don't want to be with them. Maybe it will make sense of it one day. Maybe you'll learn. Who knows? But that's not for me to decide. That's for you, girl. That's for you to learn and love and cherish and all that good shit. But I, I think I digress. I think I'm off of my soapbox now. I think I've judged y'all enough. Um, he told me to tell you that the cum rag is on the side of the bed and that your Uber is five minutes away, girl. So what you gonna do is you gonna stay and look stupid. Or is you don't leave? Cause he wants you to leave. He wants you to leave. Mmm. Mm, mm. Well, people, I have self-expressed myself to death. I think that's all I got for this week. Thank you for riding out through the pilot episode with me. And dealing with the nooks, the crannies, and imperfections, and all that shit I was stressed out about, I'm just gonna give it to y'all now. Because I couldn't take y'all talking about my girl like this no more. No more. Skin I am Lonnie. Thank you for listening to Who Raised You Hoes. And I promise you, I'll be back to judge every single one of you next week. Stay tuned. Get your wine glass ready. I'm going in. Until next week, have a good one, guys.